welcome back to Chosen, the Angel and Buffy Watch Through podcast. I am the senior partner of the show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my Slayer through season five, the final season of Angel. I am joined by my junior associate, who is quite excited to be here, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know what we could do for a different opening since we're not in Buffy land. (laughs) Ooh, very exciting. (laughs) A junior associate. How's law school for you? Well, how was law school for you? (laughs) Uh, I'm sure it was fantastic. I don't remember a lot of it or any of it. Did they just pump it all into your head maybe exactly chair was there screaming yes lots and lots of screaming (laughs) (laughs) anyway we made it we We did buffy and we're now on the final season of angel very exciting and with this final season do do we discuss the spoiler straight up because when i watched it when i watched the episode the second time i did watch the credits and i was like they mm. really just dropped him in there like that. That's what they did. Okay. So the worst part is this was known publicly that he would be on it before Buffy finale even aired. So his death for people who followed Buffy and Angel fanatically and kept up with the news was already meaningless. They knew he would be on Angel. It's It boggles the mind. It really does. Because to have... Because him dying to save the world is a big deal. Because, mm. like, he hated everything and everybody when he started off on Buffy. And then to go through this transformation and he gets the soul and then he sacrifices himself is a big deal. But to know that he's going to come back on the other show is, it's criminal is what it is. <laughs> the knowledge or the fact that they've brought him back. Yeah. Uh, b- both both yeah so do you feel his death has been cheapened kind of because if he's back then why did they bother (laughs) i don't know i just i felt i felt it was like you said it it cheapens it a bit yeah but i I guess i guess we'll see what they're going to use him for since he's in the credits it's obvious he's not going to just be like a one-off they're going to do one episode on him and bye yeah, I guess now that you're telling me that it was known before the end of Buffy even aired, it makes more sense. But had they, it would have been better if they had kept the secret. Yeah. Um, they kept it secret and like had a dummy set of credits for the first episode. It couldn't have taken that much to like make a different set of credits. They they used James Masters for the um media run before the show aired um i suspect that was one of the decisions they made to try and get more people watching angel because angel wasn't doing nearly as well as buffy had so they yeah but if you um, would just let it sit and then mm. there's all this like reveal in media after the first episode that hey spike is there it it makes it I think it would have done better that uh, way. Uh, but. Yeah, it would definitely these days that's what they would totally do because, oh, yeah. you know, instant media. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously they had the internet by now, but I'm not sure if it was as big and as quick and, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was doing all the morning shows with David Boreanaz. Oh, boy. Um, and the actually funny thing, I'll have to find you some photos. He, after finishing filming, shaved his head. 
<laughs> because for the last like four years, oh, yeah. they'd been bleaching his hair every week because oh, he couldn't have goodness. regrowth. Oh. So his hair was just destroyed. Right. His scalp was destroyed. So he just shaved it all off. And he's like, yeah, he's got like a num. He's got a but. Uh, is it a number one where you still have some hair? I don't know. Or the number I don't two. Know I don't know. It's it's pretty much. I'll send you some photos. He shaves it right Ugh. down because he's got quite nice curly hair. Yeah. Not like the wig we see in his <laughs> flashback episode, but n- nice hair with a bit of a curl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just shaved it down. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of um, actors that after they're in a big role for a long time, where you have to have a specific look, they do something like that. Like Emma Watson after. Harry Potter was done. She chopped her hair all off. Didn't she chop it off before it even ended? And they used a wig. I don't think so, but I mean, yeah, possible. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of, for some reason, I'm thinking like the ser- uh, the sixth, the fifth movie premiere. I swear she had short hair, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, you could be right, yeah. but I don't. I don't know. But yeah, so um, Spike was not a spoiler for anybody who had been following the media. Yeah. But um, I wanted to make sure that it was a surprise to you. Oh, my goodness. It was such a good surprise. It kept me guessing throughout the entire episode. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that in your notes where you're like, I thought it might have been Harmony. (laughs) That would be weird. And that's what I kind of bet on as well. I hedged my bet that you'd be sitting there going, is it Harmony? Okay. (laughs) You'd be like, cool. I guess that's fine. <laughs> nope. It's my blondie bear. Oh, jeez. Now we're going to have to deal with that. Perfect. But anyways, we don't start with Spike. No, we don't. Technically. We start in a dark alley where a blonde woman's been attacked by a vampire. Huh. wonder where they got that idea from. <laughs> also, flashbacks to, like, Angel Season 1. Yeah. Well, we're always going to know that people in L.A. don't know not to walk alone at night through dark alleys. Yep. Apparently. Which is also saying he tells her. Hmm? It's saying he goes, get home and don't walk in dark alleys after he saved her before everyone turns up. You think she's going to listen to him? No, because, (laughs) oh, maybe, you know, because there has to be a different damsel in distress. They don't recycle them. That's true. So hopefully she doesn't uh, walk down more dark alleys and then get killed because he doesn't he doesn't save the the same person more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they need to him more than once, but then it becomes a um, ongoing plot. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so yeah, a girl gets attacked. Angel literally swings in to save her <laughs> after he leaped over, uh, leaped from building to building to get to where she was. Yeah, yeah, that's AGI. Yep, and the fighting got a bit more intricate than we've seen in seasons past, so that was interesting. But yeah, after he dusts this vampire that was attacking the girl, she's like, I don't understand. He goes, don't try to. Hmm. And it's just basically like like you said, uh, go home, stay safe, and don't walk down dark alleys. And then just a whole team from well, Wolf and Hurt. Before, just quickly. Yeah. Um. He, yeah. Don't walk down dark alleys. And like, she's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "It doesn't matter." Sorry, I did my Batman voice as he's like walking away, and then yeah, this huge operative team turns up with like guns and clearing the area. Yeah. So they're tracking him. They have a tracking device in his lapel. 
and so they can get to him quickly and they would rather that he not dust vamps because they might be uh, workers, uh, might be employees of clients that they have. Yeah, which it was in this case. It was an employee of one of his clients. But hey, first week, mistakes are going to happen. I guess so. Um, <laughs> so they they have to have the girl sign paperwork saying that like she's not upset that he saved her. Yeah, yeah in case she sues him for like emotional for distress. <laughs> yeah, being alive. I'm pretty sure you can do shit like that in America. No, oh, probably. Um, and something regarding her immortal soul. You know. I yeah, know they don't explain what what's happening to her immortal soul, but it's it's got something to do with everything. And she's just like, you run a law firm? And he goes, no, well, just lately. <laughs> He's still not used to being in charge. Yeah, it was like signing papers like, sign here to acknowledge that you've been saved from death by Angel, CEO of Wolfram and Hart. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and she's like, you you run a law firm? And it's, oh, it's a pretty funny scene. And, like, I like that it's, like, a um sort of a flashback of previous, like, um back in the beginning how things were. Yeah. But, like, you know, with this overtone of now he runs an evil law firm. Yeah, and he's just, she's just like, so you did this for publicity? He goes, no, I help the helpless. Oh, poor boy. And they're just taking pictures and it's just, it's very, it's, it's not, it's not good. Um, this is where the credits play. And I asked, would it really have been that difficult to make an intro credit without James in it? But it is what yes. it is. And it was already, it was already a fact. I know, like, but that just seems, I'm sure, ugh. I'm sure some people got spoiled by the credit who had like diligently avoided all the media run up. Wouldn't but that they have been media, so depressing? The, the, the media run-up doesn't usually give spoilers anyway, at least not back then. Back, oh, sorry. That was my water bottle. Um, back then I used to just be, oh, yeah, it's a real great season. You're going to see my character go through so much. So usually there wasn't any spoilers in those promo times. But, yeah, having just the fact that uh, James Masters is on the promo run, you know he's in it. Ugh. Just makes it. <laughs> it's just, it just takes away from it, I think. I could so see it. I'm I'm only on this uh, media run to be David Boreanaz's emotional support vampire. I'm not in the series. Don't pay attention to me. (laughs) Don't look at the man behind the curtain. (laughs) So anyway, um, and then we get a scene of kids randomly talking in school with no explanation as to why. And creepy music. Yeah. Like music you would play in a haunted school or haunted house or something. Um, Yeah. And then we are back at Wolfram and Hart, and there's a random package addressed to Angel on top of the uh, cart full of mail, and I'm sure that won't come back or anything. Not foreshadowing. It's fine. Do you like how the mailman is a luchador? Is a luchador? I didn't didn't look. I didn't notice. He's got, like, the... uh, I'm pretty sure the word I'm looking for is luchador. Like, um... Oh. Now I'm trying to think of the name of the wrestler. He's holding 619. It Ray Mysterio. Okay. Ray Mysterio. That's, that's a luchador, right? I'm using the right word. I have no idea. Pretty sure but that's speaking right of Spanish stuffs, I have a note, but not just the not just right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> anyway, um, so have you ever seen a show called The Rugrats? 
Yes. There's I grew a, up on it. There's an episode where Chucky and Tommy are adults, but with their baby heads. And they don't understand <laughs> how anything works. And that is what the gang sounded and acted like this entire episode. <laughs> they just didn't know where they were going. They didn't know how things worked. It was just, it was adorable. They're oh. trying. They're learning. They, they tried so hard. It's so funny. Anyway, so basically uh, Fred is coming up and she has a whole box of her stuff. And she goes, I don't understand what half of the stuff that they do in the lab. It's ginormous, and they have a whole bunch of stuff that I don't even know how it works. <laughs> and Wesley's like, well, I don't understand why we're even here. I still can't believe we're doing this. Yeah, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, but Fred goes on this full, like, run-on sentence about how you don't understand why an evil law firm gave us their L.A. branch, and now we can do with whatever we want, but I'm pretty sure they're doing this so that we uh, become evil. And he goes... Your run-on sentences have gotten a lot less pointless. <laughs> She's like, that's so sweet. An attack on descending. Yeah. I love everything that. Fred says. I just do. And then Knox comes in the picture and he is going to take Fred's uh, box to her uh, office for her. And Wesley asks him how long he's been evil. <laughs> that's a good. He goes, I'm not evil. I just, you know, work for the law firm and I do sciencey stuff and I, but now I work for, he called Fred El Jefe, which is Spanish for the boss, but it's the male form of the <gasps> the term and it should have been La Jefa. So all y'all Spanish, non-Spanish speakers out there, you're welcome. Now you know. <laughs> it's fine. There we go. I, I learned some Spanish today. Ta-da! You did it. Because uh, Spanish is gender-specific like a lot of other languages. Anywho. I think uh, Fred and Knox are kind of cute. As like a couple. Oh. Mm-hmm. We, could... we always liked him since he played the other guy. Yes. Yes, we do. So we'll see how that turns out. She gets kind of uh, mad at him later on, but... We'll, we'll see how it progresses through the season. Anyway, so we run into Gunn, and he's like, so I pick which office is mine. So he's talking to Wesley. And he seems more himself in this, season, in this scene, which I like to see. It's very good. Um, <laughs> he's like, I live my whole life in L.A., and now I find out there are mountains. Brothers should be told. Yeah. Oh, he's like, can I just squidge his cheeks? I, I just want to. He uh, he has a different hair do. He actually has some hair now instead of just shaved uh, smooth. So I like it. I like it better. Yeah. yeah, it's a good look. Yeah, and they're talking about, you know, feng shui and how if you don't have the correct feng shui here, you, you might burst into flames. And Wesley's like, I still don't understand what we're doing. And Gunn's like, and you think I do? At least you got mystical creds. I just hit things. <laughs> And they're like, well, it's going to take a while for us to get used to doing this. But you know who doesn't need time to get used to this? Uh, maybe, um, uh, host. Oh, host <laughs> is all about it. He's on the phone, talking just... to people, making decisions. Oh, so and good. And like that was from the first second. He was the first in the limo. Oh, yeah. As soon as they handed a file over to him, he was all about it. Yep. 
I love Host. He's the best. But yeah, he's talking to somebody on the phone about how they're going to be part of some show that he's putting together and he's picking out. Uh, yeah. Picking well, out one of his clients is putting perfect. together and he thinks this actor should just do it. They're shooing for it. It'll be great. He's also picking out carpet for what we don't know, but probably a bar that he might open um, as I predicted in my predictions. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, um, so Angel comes up, boss man himself, up in the piece. I have a couple d- issues with David Boreanaz. Oh. Um, well, one, not not to judge, but he looks like he's gained a little bit of weight. I think he's under some okay, stress. Okay, it's not just me. <laughs> okay, yeah. He, he looked a little uh, thicker than I remember him being. Still has a shirtless scene. Oh, that's next episode. He still has a shirtless scene. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks, he, he's got a dad bod. I'll tell you oh. that. He's got a shirtless scene. Oh, now I'm sad. It's not, it's, it's yeah. The, the, so you're, the, the, so you're the telling me. Gone. So you're telling me there's not going to be um, a spike and angel shirtless wrestling in oil scene that I'm going to be looking forward to. Why would you not look forward to it? Dad bod. If he's, it's not like it's not a bad dad, dad bod. No, it's okay. Probably not even dad bod. He just doesn't have his abs anymore. There's like no hangover or anything. Mm. He's just not chiseled like he used to be. That takes <sighs> a lot to maintain. I guess. But anyway, so there's that, and also he grew out his hair. Yeah. No, I'm not feeling it. I'm not. Cut, cut it, please. Probably not going to. It's probably going to be a thing throughout the season, and I'm just going to have to deal with it. I don't like it, though. And his second button should be done up. I don't like it so open. It was distracting. <laughs> um, but I, I did say, I guess that's why they needed to bring in Spike to have some sexy appeal in this show. So it's fine. Well, I was going to say that um, they're getting older. And yeah. you you didn't see Spike for long, but when you see him, you can tell. It's like they're getting older. They've been doing this for like seven years now plus eight years in the case of David. Yeah, I guess. I'm just – he should at least cut his hair. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just Probably not going to happen, but it is what it is. Anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find a screenshot of next episode. He, it's not bad. He's just not like chiseled. You- you don't have to worry about it. I will see it. It will happen. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah. So he's just like, so did you guys hear what happened last night? And Gun goes, you got lucky? <laughs> I can't. I can't with him. And he's just like, they, I went and saved a chick and then everyone showed up and had her sign papers and they're like tracking me and I don't like it. We're going to no. blow this place up, basically. Everything must go. Mm. Yep. He walks um, into his office. Just a fun little fact, the scene of all of them arriving and everything was all shot in one shot on a Steadicam. They just followed it around because one of Joss's um, requests had been, I want this set to be somewhere people can actually walk around in and we can shoot from any angle and we can just do a tr- just do like a shot without having to, ch- a, a long shot without having to change. So they did it. Apparently That's amazing. 27 takes. I love that. Because actors kept forgetting lines and stuff. And he's like, and he's usually the actor at the very end, which is David Boreanaz. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Awesome. That's, that's really cool. 
I like that. I like continuous things like that. It's really cool. Mm. Anyway, so he walks into his office and he looks towards his desk and he goes, because he said everything must go starting with that. There is a woman sitting on his desk. Now, I was super confused the first time watching this because she looked so familiar. And I was like, am I supposed to remember who this is? And she's the person that's returning. But she could have just been in a million other things. Yeah, I'm just actually looking her up because I agree. She actually, she looks familiar to me, but I've never actually looked her up. So her name is Sarah Thompson. Yes, I recognize the name in the credits. Yeah, let's have a quick look-see at IMDb of what else she's been in. Um, Not a lot. Hmm. Um, Like... She's done a lot of what look, uh, no, what are TV movies. Okay. Like, and, oh, a lot of Christmas TV movies. Oh, so she's on the Hallmark Channel is what you're telling yeah. me. Yeah, 12 Wishes for Christmas, A Nanny for Christmas. <laughs> you can make a lot of money if you get onto uh, the the ring around what is Hallmark movies. Yeah, A Christmas Proposal. Oh, boy. She was in she was in an episode of House, but otherwise doesn't appear to have really done that much. Oh, Seventh Heaven, another, you know. Oh, that could be what I remember show. her from. I she watched played a character Seventh Heaven. Rose. Yes, I do remember her. She was gonna marry one of the sons and then ended up marrying like her ex boyfriend or something. Yes. There you go. See, Mystery I knew I recognized soul. her from somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, now these days she's just makes like Christmas movies and stuff. Good for her. Although having said that, she hasn't made she didn't make anything between 2011 and 2016, and nothing since 2016. Hmm. Well, so. I I'm, I hope she's doing okay. She they probably replay her movies on the Hallmark Channel, and she probably gets royalties or something. Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I was wondering if I should have remembered who she was. Turns out, no. This is Eve. Um. Mm-hmm. She is the liaison between them and the senior partners. So I'm guessing they got rid of Lila. Yeah. Bummer. Lila gone. Lila. Lila was, and she even said herself, it was a one-time deal. She goes back to hell once it's done. Oh, I didn't understand that. Bummer. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. I liked Lila, even though I kind of hated her. Yeah. She was And, um, you know, then we could have had cool plots with her and Wes. (sighs) Fine. Now we're just gonna have him longingly looking at looking at Fred from across a room while she's talking to Knox. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, so basically Eve is there to lay it out, to lay out what this whole thing is, because a lot of their clients are demons and almost all of them are evil. <laughs> so just to lay that out there, basically this is what it comes down to. This is the LA branch. It is still part of the conglomerate that is Wolfram Hart. They're multidimensional, yep. multinational corporation. So yep. if, if Angel and company burn this thing to the ground, they won't be able to continue to the, use the information contained therein. So they need to prioritize which clients to let keep doing what they're doing and which ones they really need to be that need to be taken out. Yep. So that they can still make money because money talks. Yeah, and I think I can't think it was Wes who's like, also oh, just let them keep 
getting away with it or am I being gunned? She goes, they were getting away with it while you stay in your hotel waiting for the phone to ring. It was gun. It was gun. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, she said jangle, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Which was odd. <laughs> um, but she goes, isn't anybody excited? This is a crazy time of fun. The most powerful evil around has given a pivotal position over to its sworn enemies. She's too yeah. peppy. I can't. She's very peppy. Oh, I I don't hate her yet. We'll see how it goes. Mm. Um, But she's like, all of the files of all of your clients are in the other room, and I'll let you get to it. Have fun. <laughs> and she dispensed with the whole um, irony of her name and having an apple. Yeah. She, so. yeah, she threw an apple at Angel, and then near the end of the scene, she, she says something about, um, like, oh, what was it? I liked the line. I should have written it down. But she says something and he looks her in the eye and bites the apple. She's like, fine, I get it. You're not happy yeah. about this whole thing. Um, yep. And so the whole team is there late going over their files. And Fred, for the first time ever, has lost her appetite. <laughs> yep. I love how she's just like, I like to eat all the time. Never change, you Fred. you feel that on a deep emotional level? I do. <laughs> deeply feel this um so apparently john f kennedy was part of the whole michigas and that's why he got taken out because he tried to leave the whole thing and apparently uh george bush senior was a bit more clever clever than that that's why he's only uh recently dead did he die there you go i could have jacked i actually did oh oh well (laughs) If so, I I'm those, sorry. Those calls have been made many times where someone's like, yes, yeah, somebody's dead. They're, they're not. not. <laughs> let's just double, let's double check. Let's fact check. We don't want to um, accidentally put someone out off. incorrect information. Uh, George Bush Sr. did die oh, 30th good. of November 2018. Well, not good, but I'm glad that I wasn't wrong is what I meant. Look, he's dead and it makes me right and I'm happy with that, she says. That is, that is, that is truth. Anyway. Moving on. Um, and so they're all like, we don't even know. Like, they pick, bring up this bring up this guy, Corbin Fry, and mm-hmm. how he's uh, currently going through a trial for, like, prostitution and kidnapping and all this different stuff. Um, yeah. And they, he goes, this is just one of our, like, human clients, and we don't even know which pile is which anymore for the different clients that they have. And Angel's like, everyone go home, go get some sleep. I'll have my secretary do this in the morning. And then he goes, do I have a secretary? <laughs> you do. And, and you're not going to like well, it. But she, he doesn't yet. Wesley actually makes a comment that he'll find someone to pull up. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Well, he did. And that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a whole thing. That's why Wesley knew about um, okay. Harmony. Yeah. Well, I knew that he had picked her. I didn't know if it was just recent, as recent as between this time and the next morning. Yes, it is. Nice. Um, and, yeah, so they all go off and guns in his office. Do they live in this building? It seems so, doesn't it? Yeah, it does seem like the, when he said, go home and get some rest or go get some rest, it was just go to your office. Yeah. And they have they have uh, couches in there, so it's not much different than their hotel issue, so <laughs> it's fine. Um sorry, gonna go on. No problem. Yeah. Yep, so guns in his office and Eve's there and 
and they're like, oh, it was a lot simpler when it was just hunting vampires. Um, he goes, yeah, I love eating food out of the trash. Mm. Yeah. And she asks him if he's ready for the next step, and he goes, "If you even you obviously don't know me very well, if you have to ask that." Yeah. And she so hands she him the card. And says, you'll feel like a new man. And Wesley's like, what did she want? What did she mean by that? And he goes to Taylor. I guess I'm not dressed for success. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, it's the next morning. And Angel is going through his mail. There's that package again. Nothing to see here, guys. It's no. fine. But he decides not to open it. He just puts it aside. Yeah. Because that's not weird or anything. Foreshadowing. Yep. What were you thinking about the package? Did you notice it on the first watch through? I noticed it. I had no idea what was going on. I thought it was something from Buffy. That's good. Well, it's definitely from Sunnydale. Yeah. (laughs) I I have questions about it, but we will ask those questions at the end of the episode. You'll probably not be able to tell me. Probably not. Yep. Anyway, so he tries to call out to his secretary and gets ritual sacrifice instead. (laughs) For goats, press one or say goats. I can't. But he, he eventually gets to the secretary and he goes, uh, she goes, this is Angel's office. How can I help you? He goes, this is Angel. She goes, no, this is Angel's office. He goes, no, this is Angel. And he goes, can you bring me like some coffee or blood or something? She goes, oh, yes, right away. <laughs> And so she gets in there, and he hits another button that takes him back to the ritual <laughs> sacrifice and something about children. Yeah, yeah, for for children or a close loved one. And he's just like, ah, oh. otherwise he's like, no, pressing it so fast, but, like press the bound key. Yeah. Um. So he hangs up on that, and Wesley calls and says, "Hey, can I come see you for a minute?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." And so then someone sets a cup of blood down on his desk, and it's a secretary, and his secretary is Harmony. Dun, dun, dun. And for one, I forgot she existed. <laughs> yeah. Like, for real, for reals. Forgot well, that we happened. Haven't seen her. We haven't seen her since um, season two of Angel. Yeah. Yeah, because she, like, uh, showed up and hung out with Cordy, and they're like, she's a vampire. And yeah. she's like, I know. <laughs> Yep, yep. Came and showed up and hung out after um, breaking up with Spike. And she kind of helped them, but then turned on them, joined a cult, and then at the end, (laughs) Cordy spared her if she left L.A. Oh, yeah. The um, MLM that was a vampire thing. Remember that now? The MLM. Yeah, the vampire MLM. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Harmony is there. She is just as annoying as ever, and she needs to put on a different shirt. I'm telling you. The shirt was terrible. <laughs> well, just yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so she's like trying to convince Angel not to kill her. And she's like, I'm strong, I'm quick, I'm incredibly sycophantic, if that means what that guy said. And I type like a superhero, if there was a superhero whose power was typing. What is fantic? Uh, sycophantic. Uh, I'm pretty sure a sycophant's like a suck up, actually. Oh, okay. Let me double check. Um, yeah, um, a person who acts obsequiously towards someone important in order to gain advantage. Oh, okay. 
Well, that makes sense, at least. I wasn't sure what it was, so anyway. But yeah, yeah, I'm not sure who if, if someone told her what it means correctly is the thing. Probably not. Because <laughs> she did say, if he told me what <laughs> what it was is correct. Yeah, that means what it, yeah. Either way, it, it seems to be correct. <laughs> yeah. But she basically is like, we creatures of the night need to stick together. So it's going to be fine. Yeah, creatures of the night unite. Yeah. And so he asks about the blood and she goes, oh, it's pig's blood. I don't, I'm off the human blood. It's not even a thing. Ugh. She's such a valley girl and it makes me upset. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, and she asks how the blood tastes and he says it actually tastes good. And she's like, the secret ingredient is otter. Oh, which makes me sad. And I'm sure it makes you sad too. Remember when the otters at the zoo bonded with me? Sure, Mel. I saw so, I saw so many otters when I was in America. I was so happy though with all the different aquariums and stuff. But the ones in Canberra bonded with me. They were chittering at me and sure. they were showing off to me. Sure, if you say so. I'm one an otter. I'm like to Ryan. We can like just get a, a couple of clamshell pools. I don't know if you have them in America, but they're small like kitty pools. Mm-hmm. You can like just set up on a balcony or whatever. Yeah. I'm like we can get a couple of clamshell pools, a couple of otters. It'll be great. The dog will love it. He's got he's got an otter tail. How's that? How's that uh, going for you? Trying to convince him of that. He won't even let me have another dog. Well, what? Well, yes, <laughs> you just got this one. No. <laughs> He needs a play partner, and he'll be less um, annoying if he's got another dog to play with. You need to stop before it gets out of hand, please. <laughs> it, it worked for Zara. I got Zara another cat, and she's fine. She's great, in fact. Mm. See, I need two of every animal. <laughs> okay, Noah. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, back to Harmony yes. and Angel, and they call Wesley in. <laughs> well, no, Wesley was on his way already. He's a, he's like, sup, Harmony. <laughs> Wes picked her out. And uh, he was like, I thought it'd be nice to have a friendly face around here. And Angel's like, you turned evil a lot more quickly than I thought you would. <laughs> and it'll be fine. They'll all get along and it'll just be one big happy family. Yeah, well, Harmony gets all super excited going, hey, uh, getting back together, Cordy will be so excited. And like, I know we didn't leave on the best of terms, but it'll be great. I and thought it just goes they were going silent. to say that Cordy died. Nope. She's still in a coma. I understand, but I they got way sad, and I didn't think it warranted mm. that much sadness, but I was going to lose it if she died during the <sighs> season break. I think it does warrant a lot of sadness. Like, your really good friend, your potential lover is in a coma, and you don't know if or when they'll ever wake up. I don't I just, it scared me, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. No, Cordy's still alive. Yep. So she's still alive, but she's in the coma, and Harmony's like, well, that's so sad. Like, she was my role model and my best friend forever. But it'll be fine. Everything's going to be great. And then she just goes all bright and bubbly again. Yeah. Still bothers me, but whatever. Hopefully we'll get Cordy back soon. Anyway. um, So Wesley is there to talk about Corbin Fry. The guy that we talked about Briefly, uh, the Corbin fries. Fries? He has multiple. Yeah, like chips. Okay. Like from Macca's. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I'm sorry that I got the, the, the last letter. I cut it off there. I'm just letting you, I'm not being malicious. I'm just letting you know so no one else can get up you for it. 
No one ever sends me messages a anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, we, we don't get a lot. People should message us. I know every, I, I know I've got enough messages from enough people to know we have some kind of audience listening. Hey, look at that. Fantastic. It's probably like, you know, not everyone who listens is going to message, so let's times it. Let's say we've probably got at least like a whole 10 listeners. Ooh, a whole 10. Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, we love all of you. Individually and collectively. Anyway, um, so they're they're talk about Corbin Fries, and Wesley says personally, I think he deserves to be eaten by weasels, but he's threatening us, saying that we have to help him stay out of jail, prison. I think there's a difference. Yeah, apparently. Um, my, yeah. So my understanding, and this is um. I think more of an might be more of an American thing. It might happen in Australia as well. So the jail is, if you get arrested, it's where they take you first. Mm-hmm. You go to the jail, and it's not suited for long term uh-huh. um, residency. That makes sense. So yeah, it's usually like you know the county jail or whatever, and they can keep you there for a little while, but they really need to get you off to prison. Okay, which is set up for like a, you to be there for the long haul. Makes sense. Okay. Anyway, so. Um, uh, eaten by weasels, but they need to keep him out of there because he's threatening them. Mm. And so we do have Corbin come in. Seems like a wonderful stand-up guy. Really nice. <laughs> um, and he basically sits down on the couch with his lawyer, who he says got his law degree at dog training school. Yep. And um, he's on trial for smuggling girls in for prostitution and cheap labor. Mm-hmm. And he goes, someone says, but you're guilty. And he goes, of Wes. course I'm guilty. What the hell are you changing the subject for? <laughs> yep. And basically it comes down to they either get him off or he blows up the entire state of California. Yep. He drops the bomb is what he says. He says the magic word and basically the only uh, the only person, the only people that will be left standing are the ones that are already dead. To which Harmony replies, well, that's a relief. Yep. <laughs> and then realizes, you know, she's going to be a good guy. She's like, hey. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the story is that uh, the, the lawyer tells us that we're not in a position to have anyone killed. Not that they would. They don't even have that option. And the jury is tamper-proof because the DA has a shaman that put a mystical shield around them. Yep. So, yeah, so basically this guy's like, you either get me off or I'm going to drop the bomb and all y'all will be dead. Except for you already dead people. <laughs> so we've got yep. some issues that we need to t- to uh, iron out with, with Corbin. Meanwhile, Host has his work cut out for him because he is going to have all of the employees of Wolfram and Hart sing for him so he can determine if they are okay, on the bubble, evil, to be fired, or yikes. (laughs) He's pretty scientific. Yep. 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 And from that scientific study to the real science department, Fred is setting up her office and her and Knox are talking, talking. And yeah, about what Lawn's doing. 
<laughs> yeah, about that. He goes, I'll go up there and warble and you can you can know that I'm not evil. <laughs> I think he might be, but who knows? Anyway, um, the fact that Fred... He works for Wolfram and Hart. I think by default they're all evil, right? Uh, well, they can be okay. I think that's as good as it gets. <laughs> um, but Fred is hanging up a poster of the Dixie Chicks, and that tells me everything I needed to know about Fred. Does that mean? Does that mean anything to you? I've heard the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, they they hate the government basically. Ah, they're anti-war, anti-government altogether. That's all I needed to know about Fred. It it tracks. Yeah. So she can't just like their music. She must like their political message. I think so. I mean, you could. Yeah. Some people have a trouble separating the art from the artist. I. I think I, I'm able to separate the two, but some people can't. So maybe she can't. We don't know. But I think that that tells me everything I need to know about her. But who knows? <laughs> maybe we don't ever find out what Fred actually thinks about all the nonsense. They just gave her a Dixie Chicks poster for fun. Anywho. No. Um, so they're talking about Corbin and how he... Oh, no, someone calls Fred on her phone. She answers, this is Fred. This is the science department, the head of, this is Fred. <laughs> she doesn't know exactly how to pick up her phone and answer right this second. No, um, she learning. Yep. So uh, she goes upstairs into Angel's office and her host, Angel and Wes are talking about how apparently Angel almost punched Corbin in the face, but you can't punch people that threaten genocide. And Angel's like, those are exactly the type of people I should be allowed to hit. Okay. Yes. So they decide they need to figure out what exactly he meant by drop the bomb. And they figure that it might be virus related. That there's a virus that, that he's going to release that'll kill people. Yep. Yep. That is some good work of deduction. Yeah, because he's been working with Wolfram and Hart for a while and he used to work with a certain guy that was in the science department or whatever. And yeah. um, host gets upset because they are going to be, he's going to have to cancel his lunch with Mary Kate because she was going to tell him about Ashley's new piercing. Mm. Okay. He's in the knowing everyone. Apparently. Um, or he's going to be. Um, but Harmony comes in and she goes, Hey boss, I did this, that, and the other. And here's an address for the guy Spanky that you wanted. <laughs> and host goes, Ooh, Oh, I can't. It's too good. Anyway. Um, and Angel's like, yeah, I gotta go talk to this guy. And Fred's like, can you get there by sewer? He goes, I don't have to. He's got his cars now. He's got a whole fleet of cars and he was geeking out. And he goes, oh God, they're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's like running up and down trying to pick which one. So I'm guessing the same uh, glass they have on the building is on the cars so that he can drive them in the daytime? I would presume so. But then he gets interrupted in his uh, gleefulness by um, the SWAT dudes. Yeah, so the leader's uh, Commander Hauser. Just so you Hauser. Know. Well, he's not doing anything after this episode. <clears throat> Anywho, um, so they're like, uh, the way they used to do this is we used to go out and bring people in for you to question. He goes, yeah, it won't be necessary. 
I'm going to take care of it myself. Own people. Yeah. They're not happy with Angel. They don't like him. Nope. That'll work nope, out real well for them. doing things how they like. <sighs> they don't like change. So, um... I sympathize. <laughs> I understand it. So, uh, Angel goes over and visits Spanky. And he's an interesting dude. He's an R gang fan, and I didn't understand what that meant, and I don't know if I'm supposed to. I think it might be like some something pop culture okay. reference, maybe. Let me look down pop culture. You keep talking. Okay. Um, but we discover that he, um, you know, is an R gang fan. That's how he got the name Spanky. And he also doesn't spank men, despite them having um, fine, firm asses. Like him. Yeah, he goes, He goes. yeah, you can look, if you look at my website, you see I take a lot of care in mine, too. Yeah, so um, Angel's there to ask about Corbin and what he was doing in relation to Spanky. And Spanky said that he got him a, uh, made a mystical vessel for him. And he goes, you can hide anything in it and you can hide it inside of anybody. Yep, and I love that. It's like, you know anything, like a golden retriever. Yeah, <laughs> like a curse or a virus or a golden retriever. I would love for, like, someone to open a mystical box and a golden retriever just jumps out into my arms. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this guy starts to get suspicious when Angel starts asking more questions and eventually puts him in a headlock and says, you know, I'm pushing on your windpipe right now and you're going to pass out and then I'll let Corbin decide if you can be woken up and again. And Angel goes, I'm not using my windpipe. Yeah, do you know what I'm doing right now? Not using my windpipe. Yeah. And yeah, I love he beats him and he goes, and unlike you, I have no problem spanking men and gets like a bat and just bats him across the yeah, room. Pretty good. Um, We go to... Uh, Gun waiting by himself in a waiting room, reading a magazine, and a guy comes out and is like, Charles Gunn? And he's like, hold on, Demi and Emilio Estevez might be splitting up. This is very important. <laughs> and he goes, uh, I think you'll find that the magazines are a bit out of date. He goes, then don't keep people waiting for five hours. <laughs> He makes a good point. Yeah, and the the whole, I hate that going to a doctor like you cannot check in late. If you yeah. check in late, you lose your appointment and you have to pay us a cancellation fee. But we will then keep you waiting in this room for an hour. Yeah. Ugh, the worst. Anyway, so the guy's like, so I understand you were in the white room and you spoke to the conduit himself. And Gunn goes, that's between me and the big cat. Yep. And it's a scary room with like a chair that looks like a torture device and it has this thing that's going to go on his head and it's just uh not very appealing but he is ready to do it yep whatever it takes yep so that'll be fun um we go back to wolfram and hart and we have Knox and fred trying to figure out what corbin might be threatening them with yep and Fred is freaking out. Yes. She's like, you guys made all this bad stuff that they're going to be releasing because they figure it's like a sarin gas that can be released and spread by either touch yep. or air in order to infect people, which is real bad. And Knox goes, hey, we've contained more plagues than we've created. We're not all about destruction here. 
<laughs> sure you're not. They're about, yeah, it's about different, it's deciding what destruction to do. Yes. They're the worst. Anyway. Like the whole reason Angel got the law firm was he stopped world peace. Yeah. Even though world peace involved like a demon that would eat people. You know, no big deal. <laughs> so uh, she gets a call and it's Angel saying, so mystical vessel. He, uh, the, Corbin got a mystical vessel and that's what's holding the virus. And she says, do you know where he put it? And he doesn't answer. And she goes, do you know where he put it? And he goes, yeah, I know where he put it. And then it goes back to that school, back to the kid, Matthew. His name is Matthew Fries. Dude put the mystical vessel that contains a deadly virus inside of his kid. Yep. Shoot. Not a good guy. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. Father of the year over there. <laughs> so that's problematic. Hmm. Um, we go back to Gunn being tortured, basically, in this uh, in this device, this chair. Um, yep. But he's in it for the long haul. So if they're not done yet, keep going until they are. So. Yep. Um. So we are conferring all of the big people at AI or conf- AI Wolfram and Hart LA branch. I'm gonna probably just still call them AI. Might happen. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So we're at a loss of how to proceed here because we can't get it out of the kid for a couple of days, and we probably can't find an antidote. So we're not really sure how to do this. Yeah. Um. um and. Eve shows up in Angel's office and is all like, isn't this ironic? This guy put a virus in his son, like in his own son, and you just lost your son. He goes, I don't want you talking about Connor. Mm. And she's just like, but you did a great thing. You gave him a normal life and he knows nothing about you. So now he's happy and well-adjusted. So question, who all knows about what happened to Connor? It appears only Angel and anybody associated with the senior partners. Okay. So it's kind of like almost the reverse of Dawn. Yeah. So they removed him from everybody's memory except for Angel and then the people from Wolf and Heart that need to know. Yeah. wonder if Cordy, Cordy will forget all about him too. Ooh. I guess we'll see, won't we? Anyway, um, she like, she, Eve says something flirty and he goes newsflash you're not cute when i'm angry i didn't understand why she was flirting with him i really don't get it because she yeah she's kind of the worst anyway um we go back to the uh lab and there are all these terrible terrible pictures surrounded by food so that's good at least we know fred can still eat and They figured out what it is, or they're pretty sure they know what it is. They're just they just have to run a couple more tests to figure out if it is what they think it is. She goes, "Are you running the tests?" And he goes, "I'll get someone on it." She goes, "Don't get someone on it. Have someone on it." And she's just basically like, "I hate all of you, but I'm here and doing what I have to do. So you need to figure out how to stop this thing before we all die. But at least yes. you'll be dead." She, yeah, she says, at least I'll be in the room with the people who deserve to die. Yep. She takes charge and Mike drops and then Knox is like, you're the boss. 
<laughs> we go to court. We're in the courtroom with Corbin and his uh, lawyer. And courtroom yeah. drama, basically, the defense is objecting to everything and this, that, and the other. Judges over them. Yeah. And host calls Angel and he's like, we should probably get that kid somewhere safe because it's not looking good. And evil SWAT is uh, eavesdropping on that phone conversation. So they're going to go in and kill a bunch of kids and their teachers because they don't know how to handle their mounting testosterone and they just want to be evil. <laughs> or that's how I, they were I, trained. I was going to say um, they're evil and they're whole thing is i would guess greater good it's that's what i would claim it is if we kill this school of children all of california survives yeah it's interesting how we keep using the phrase greater good in mm, in these mm. episodes in life normally around you know all over the place it's interesting yeah Anyway, having having said that, I'm not convinced shooting the kid will fix the fact he's got a mystical box in him. No, I think that if he got shot, that the mystical box would open. Mm, potentially. Yep. Or it would at least still be inside of him. Yeah, and then when the guy finds out that his kid's dead, he'll, I mean, <laughs> if it stays in him and viable, then he'll just have it, you know, released. Yeah, he'll be fine. exactly. Um... So Angel determines that he needs to go there and get this kid and put him in isolation so that they can figure out how to get this mystical vessel out of him. And Harmony busts in with the info. She's not the worst idea for a secretary that has ever been. She has information. And she's like, mm. uh, the SWAT team left and they're, they, I heard people talking about like a big cleanup job which means a bunch of bodies. Dun, dun, dun. And they left about 10 minutes ago, and there's no way for Angel to get there on foot or in a car before they get there. That's important. <laughs> but yep. Harmony knows how he can get there. Yep. So we cut to the um, school, and the SWAT team are going in, mm -hmm. and they're going through, and they burst into Matthew's classroom, and it's empty except for Angel. Howdy, boys. <laughs> Apparently, he so, inherited a helicopter. So it turns out, with this new deal and all, I own a helicopter. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So he got there by via helicopter and got all of the people <laughs> out there, out of there. So that's good. Um, and he goes, "Do I even need to start with how fired you are?" And the SWAT guy Hauser goes, "That's not how it works." And Angel's like, "I think it does." And then he's like, "Pretty sure I'm the boss." Yeah. And he's uh, Hauser's like finish him and i'm like do you not understand that he's a vampire and can't be shot to death is that is that not do you not uh not registering apparently not um but we have a big old fight time uh hauser pulls out holy water <laughs> at one point he knows what he's dealing with so at least he at least he does know but it still didn't make any sense as to why that he would have them shoot him to try to kill him it, whatever it's fine um, again, they have stepped up their fight choreography game in this season. I'm loving it. Pretty good. <laughs> but during this whole fight sequence, we do cut back to the courtroom and we have got gun in a suit 
What? Yep. Well, first we have Wesley and Lorne in the back and Wes reveals that he smuggled a gun into the courtroom preparing to use it to stop fries if necessary. He'll just kill fries. Yeah. But we don't know if that will necessarily stop the virus from getting out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's all good because gun in a suit arrives. Looked good. Sharp-dressed man right there. Um, So he basically is now a lawyer, and he is moving for a mistrial based on the judge's stock interests. And he explains a whole bunch of stuff that didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. But Uh, essentially... A com- she has stocks in Fry's company. Yes. Like she has... Like, not knowingly. Well, she ha- her <laughs> stocks are owned by a company, and that company owns a whole lot of other companies, including Fry's. And yep. recently, due to Fry's issues, um, she her stocks would have controlling interest, and that means that there's an issue here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And he says something, and she goes, the ice is melting, counselor. And he goes, the defense submits it knows how to swim. <laughs> he goes, I, I withdraw line. my last remark as it was it was petty. But you need to understand that I don't want to tell the jury the rest of your financial situation and how it's tied to my client. So I and think... And I only been on this case for six hours. Yeah. So... Like, you should have known about this connection. Yep. And so she goes, I'll take the, we'll take this into my chambers. So mm. he nailed it. Yep. Um, we go back to the elementary school and there's more fighting. And how's it called Angel a pathetic little fairy? <laughs> he goes, I'm not little. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Um, but he's like, he pull, he is aiming a gun at him and he goes, you know that won't kill me. He goes, it'll hurt. That's part of the fun. Uh, we had the little fairy comment, and Hauser and is Angel, boring and the worst. Go ahead. And Angel Angel says the episode, he says he has something that they don't, conviction. Uh, Hauser does say that oh, sorry. the most... Oh, po- sorry, who doesn't have what they have, conviction. Yeah, sorry, yeah. my other way around. Yeah. Well, he does end up saying it because uh, Angel no. goes, there is one thing more powerful than conviction. Mercy. Mm. And then... And then kills. Yeah. Forces <laughs> him to shoot himself in the head. Yep. And one of the other guys and that was on the floor goes, what happened to Mercy? He goes, you just saw the last of it. <laughs> Burn. Boom. Yep. Um... So basically, what had happened was they put all of the laws in Gunn's mind. Yep, he's got enhanced legal knowledge. All of his degrees are forged, but he's the real deal. All the law and, oh, and Gilbert and Sullivan. Yep, for elocution. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What would you want comprehensive knowledge of if it could all just be put in your brain? Law, actually. Oh, boy. Save me with my degree. <laughs> oh, I'm doing a law degree. I understand. Kinda. It'll just make things a lot easier. Yeah. Why? What would you have? Uh, cooking. <laughs> How to cook everything. Eh, cooking, you follow the recipe. Do as it tells you, and you're usually okay. Yeah, usually. but 
I would just like to know how to just do it without having to refer to the recipe a million times. <laughs> it would make things so much quicker and easier. Anyway. So yeah. yeah. If I think of something else, I um, will update you, but that's all I could think of. Yep. Um, anyway, Angel is worried that Gunn might have other things put in his head. He's like, nah, I'm pretty sure it's fine. Mm. Yay, team. And, yeah, he was like, you guys needed a lawyer, and Gunn had the most unused potential. And unlike Angel, he did save the world today, and he didn't use violence. <laughs> she is so sassy, because she, she did say, she's like, and Gunn saved the day without having to resort to violence. How did yours go? <laughs> Ouch. Yep. And they have, yeah, Gunn says that Fry's has to lie low until the trial comes up again. And they can drag that out for a long time. Mm-hmm. But him lying low means no more illegal activity. Woohoo. Um, so Fred is just basically like, so is this for lives now? Fighting our own employees, mm-hmm. our own clients? Are we really going to do any good? And Angel's like, yes. Yes, we are. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> We have a powerful weapon and we can learn how to use it for good. And then just happens to pick up the package that we've been seeing throughout this episode. And he's like, I'm yeah. just going to rip this open right now. It'll be fine. And onto the floor falls the amulet. Yep. And did you recognize I it? I did. I was confused. <laughs> and then it's not for long. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, light comes out of it and then smoke comes out of it and it solidifies into Spike in reverse of how he died. Yup. I lost my freaking mind. <laughs> okay, I have so many questions, but let me do this one thing real quick. Wesley goes, Spike? Angel says Spike with contempt, but I couldn't. I couldn't muster that up. And then Harvey comes. Harvey comes in and goes, Blondie Bear. And I forgot that she called it that, and I can't handle it. I can't. Oh my goodness. So yeah, Spike's here. Mm hmm. Oh, oh my goodness! It's so good. <laughs> oh well, we have something coming up. Wow! <laughs> to figure out what's... Um, so I have questions. You're not going to be able to answer them. How? Ask them anyway. How did someone get the amulet back from the middle of blown up Sunnydale? Cave diving. Who sent it? There was no return address. Who sent it? Whose handwriting was that? Who thought this was a good idea? Who knew that? Th- did they know this was going to happen? Why did it only uh, eva- like uh, give Spike back to us when it was when the package was opened? Or was it just good timing, which is terrible, and I hate when people are just like, "Oh, it's coincidence." I don't. Yeah, you like the, the angel walks into his office just as like the envelope <laughs> sets on fire and Spike just appears on his desk. <laughs> like. What? <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yeah, you probably can't answer any of those. Can you at least tell me if we find out the answers to the first two? You don't want to spoil it, so that probably means yes. 
There are many questions surrounding the return of Spike, and they do make up some plot points in the future. Okay. I can, I can, I can live with that for now. Yeah. So, this is the only Caesar premiere not to feature Cordelia. Oh, sad. Um, yeah, Fred has the Dixie Chicks poster. Lorne mentions Mary Kate Olsen. Lorne says the jury is looking at Fry's like he's OJ. Oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 I did hear sing, that. Yeah, Gun offers to sing parts of Penzance, written by Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh-huh. And obviously he's filled with Gilbert and Sullivan knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time since the show's inception, Joss Whedon could now focus all his attention on Angel as both Buffy and Firefly had ended their runs. Okay. Um, Maybe that's why it was so good. <laughs> this episode begins the same way as City of, the, C- the series premiere. Um, they try to, like, do it very similar. Okay. And then, you know, to contrast it because, um, yeah, all his hero- uh, Joss Whedon said all his heroism is falling by the wayside and he's a little bit pathetic. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Whedon asked um, production designer Stuart Blatt to build a new Wolfram and Hart large enough that he could walk all around with a steady cam and never have to cut. They did this. The second scene after the credits is a single four-and-a-half-long-minute shot introducing all the main characters in their new setting. It took 27 takes, according to the commentary. Oh, hello, Zara. Don't rub up against the microphone, please. I've already bumped it so many times this week. <laughs> um, yeah, they've done a different architectural structure to the Art Deco um, for the, that they use for the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, here's the interesting one. So Alexi Denisoff, uh, Wesley, suffers from Bell's palsy. Really? Yeah, like um, Jim Ross. So you'll notice that most of this they filmed from his right side or three quarters from his right side. Wow. To cover up the fact he was having a bout of it. (gasps) Wow. That's crazy. James Masters joins the uh, regular cast and receives second billing behind David Boreanaz. Yeah, it wasn't even like they tacked him onto the end to kind of be like, ooh, they were just like, here he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joss Whedon dis- explained that they decided to bring Mese- back Mercedes McNabb as Harmony um, sh- as she worked for us as long as I've worked on the show. She's been tirelessly funny, engaging and sexy and delightful and it was very nice to bring her into the fold. She was long overdue to get into the mix and we needed a blonde, let's face it. Gotta have it. (laughs) But yeah, for fans who didn't look for any announcements about the upcoming events, seeing Spike listed in the credits somewhat spoiled his return. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Our international titles are Goodbye California and Conviction. Who had the Goodbye California the German, so adieu, Californian. <laughs> okay. Is what it is in. Adieu, sorry, not adieu. Adieu, Californian. That's my the, my German ain't great. Okay. I, I forgive you. Okay. What did you rate this episode? It's a 10. If nothing else but for Spike? Uh, if nothing else but for Spike, yes. <laughs> but no, it's it's great. 
it's it's uh, they finally finally have started to nail it yep yep they've got a rhythm it's looking good um it's a 10 from me as well oh just that oh man spike yep i still can't believe it um your favorite moment the end where spike shows up (laughs) (laughs) how could it be anything else tell me what yours is exactly (laughs) so i quite like harmony's introduction that's also good but it cannot beat spike character shout out okay i'm not gonna say spike because (laughs) he hasn't done anything all he he did was show up and yell um yeah i think it's gonna go it's gonna go to gun that yeah Yeah. who else could it go to yeah because he saved the day and now he's got all the law knowledge yep he went through some pain for that it turns out exactly not um, sure why he had yeah. to take his shirt off to uh, receive knowledge into his brain, but I'm I'm here for it. I, I I'm not questioning it. <laughs> so we never discussed this, and I've been trying to decide whether we do this one episode a week, or would you prefer like for big, impactful episodes we go down to one, but for lighter heart ones we do two at a time it is really what, what up to feelings? you you are the senior partner here or junior senior, senior. Se- was a senior partner yes yeah. <laughs> senior partner i'm i'm asking for your opinion look i we can do one a week let's see how we go you want to do one a week? yeah perfect and if it it turns out okay. it's like the, the episodes get too short when it that is we'll we'll go back but right now yeah. let's do one a week Okay, so next week's episode is called Just Rewards. It doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> so Spike's here, so that's a thing that we need to uh, decide, figure out, <laughs> anything. Um, so it can't just be about, like, figure it, because it would be really boring to rehash all of the Buffy stuff just so Spike can tell his story, because that'd be weird. We're going to get some kind of... We're going to have Spike, you know, trying to explain what happened. Because I'm not sure how much he would remember of being, you know, blown up, basically. Um, I, <laughs> this is so dumb. I don't know what else we could possibly do, because I'm, I, am, I am consumed with the fact that Spike is here. Okay, who's going to be the monster of the week? Um, or what What are we going to have to face? Uh, so we're going to be mo- mostly focused going forward on them and their clients and trying to decide what to do about their clients and based on what their clients are into. So maybe they have a demon client that is <laughs> I almost want to go with something at a casino what we did the casino thing last 
season. Hmm. Because it just it would just make sense like they are like um gaming the system to uh like in their favor to make money. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> so there. It's so a demon client that's, that's doing the things in the casino business to make more money than they really should be. Like they don't own the casino, and, but they're like pulling strings. And and Spike has to tell everyone what happened. How are Spike and Angel going to get along? They're not. Because <laughs> he's already okay. So Angel's already mad that Spike stole his whole having being a vampire with a soul thing, and also yeah. he slept with Buffy. Why won't Spike just leave? There's a question. I don't know if he he's, can. He's on, he's on the credits now, but um, you know, him and Angel aren't exactly buddies. I don't know, but I feel like um, so we're, so he's going to be around for at least a couple episodes. Maybe he'll try to take off and then stick around. Or maybe my prediction will come true and Drusilla will show up. Refer to my Slayer Diaries for more on that. Uh, I just don't <laughs> think that why would they have him start out in the season if he's not going to play it? intricate role in the rest of it exactly so but why won't he leave why because i don't think it's any spoiler to say that spike doesn't want to be around angel and angel doesn't want to be around spike yeah but i feel like spike wants to do the good and he's not going to just go back to sunnydale because that doesn't exist anymore and he's not going to go i don't find buffy i don't know i don't know let me think on it (laughs) let me see if i can come up with a with a uh answer to your question and just like text it to me and be like "Ah." yeah pretty much (laughs) well i guess we'll just have to see what the rewards are next week oh Oh, come on that was good yeah sure (laughs) all righty in the meantime if you would like to get in contact with us we have a website mmpodcastnetwork.com if you'd like to email us, mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, mmpodcastnetwork. You can also find us on Twitter at mmpnetwork. If you'd like to tweet at me personally or find me on Instagram, I'm at Mel Bickett. I also have a dog. He is very cute. You can find him at Nero underscore the underscore mountain underscore king. Marissa, where can people find you? They can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Rissaru312. They should rate and review us on iTunes because we always love to know that we actually have fans that listen. So do all the things. And are we still going to, am I still going to say what I used to say? Or is there a new phrase? We, um, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. Is there a really cool legal phrase we could use maybe? Uh, <laughs> we might have to do research. <laughs> hey, you know what? We can still slay them later. We will slay them in the courtroom, Marissa. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. So uh, on that note from Mel, we will slay you later, guys.